Well, hello. It's me. It's the early show. Isn't that crazy? Where have we been? Where have I been? What have I been doing? Uh, not recording this show. I've not been recording the early show in a while. Uh, the main reason is because it was a kind of a useless show and it was a lot of extra work and over time it became an outlet for my anxiety um, because I would just be talking about stuff that we didn't get to on the full show. Um, and, you know, we're recording the full show tonight, but um, I just figured we probably weren't going to get to these stories and I just thought that they were worth sharing. So here I am sharing them. Um, a couple of pieces of news that I thought were interesting. I'm sure we'll mention these, but we're not going to dive into them. Uh, the Academy delays the 2021 Oscar ceremony because of coronavirus. This is from the New York Times. For the fourth time in its history, the Oscars are being postponed. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and the ABC Television Network said Monday that the 93rd Academy Awards will now be held April 25th, 2021, eight weeks later than originally planned because of the pandemic's effects on the movie industry. So it was February 28th. They pushed it back even more. Um, <clears throat> uh, Academy President David Rubin and Academy CEO Don Hudson said in a joint statement, quote, our hope in extending the, eligibil- the eligibility period and our awards date is to provide the flexibility filmmakers need to finish and release their films without being penalized for something beyond anyone's control. First of all, I don't know why it's really a penalty. I get it, extend the window and everything, but I don't know why... Just falling into next year's eligibility would be bad. It would just be more competitive, but I don't know why that's bad. Other than it shouldn't have happened, I guess. Um, so ABC says we're in uncharted territory. Um, the Governor's Awards have also been canceled. Um, the Film Academy has been grappling with how to handle the pandemic's near shutdown of the theatrical exhibition and film production and festival business since mid-March. With theaters shuttered, release dates pushed, and major festivals like Cannes canceled, the Academy in April made the unprecedented decision to allow films that did not have a theatrical run to be eligible for the awards, but only for one year. God forbid. Just for one year. Um, uh, The Oscars have been postponed before, but never this far in advance. The ceremony was pushed back a week because of disastrous flooding in Los Angeles in 1938. In 1968, it was delayed two days following the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And in 1981, it was put off for 24 hours after President Ronald Reagan was shot in Washington, D.C. The 1981 decision was made four hours before the broadcast was scheduled to begin. Shit. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Other entertainment industry shows are also in flux. The 74th Tony Awards, originally set for June 7th, has been postponed indefinitely. But the 72nd Emmy Awards is still holding on to September 20th. The 78th Golden Globes does not yet have a date. Uh, Yeah. First major movie in theaters, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, has been delayed two weeks. Um, So yeah, um, just in case you were wondering, the coronavirus is still a thing. It's still having an impact, and it's, it's, you know... It's still, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it, oh man, I, this might be insensitive. I'm still gonna call it a slight inconvenience to some of these industries. I mean, obviously these are jobs and everything that's going on, but like when it comes to, I'll say this on the consumer side, it sucks not having new movies and shows, but we have an embarrassment of riches right now in terms of entertainment. So I'm not, 
I'm not going to shed a tear over not having new stuff to watch. Um, I'm more upset that people in the industry are not able to work. Um, although they will be able to work uh, pretty soon. Uh, at least for now. <clears throat> um, so it's... Uh, you know, I don't care that the ceremony is being pushed back, but this is, that's just me. I think the, uh, they don't know whether this ceremony is going to be like all live or partially live or all virtual or in person. They don't know any of that stuff yet. And, um, I mean, April, 2021 is a long time away and it's kind of hard to make determinations about what, what the broadcast would even be. Um, you know, almost a year from now with the virus. So all they know right now is the date is being pushed back. Don't expect the telecast before then. Um, I think it's interesting. One of the things I've always thought is interesting about this whole thing, um, when it comes to movies and how movies are released is that they have allowed films to be released digitally. And some people have just up and done it here and there. Some people are just choosing to delay their films more and more. Um, and uh, I think it's interesting that they that theaters and studios are being forced to examine um, digital release. You know, uh, they've been they've been forced to seriously consider it for the first time. For the first time, it's been release it digitally or maybe not release it at all. And I don't mean like put it on, like I think putting Onward, you know, on Disney Plus was kind of stupid, except for it already was not going to make much more money. Um, some of these things, it's like, yeah, make sure you, you get some sort of admission price for them. Um, but again, this is just me. Just, just Connor, selfish Connor. I like that there is a way to watch new films in my own home. This does not have to do much to the. I'm, I've moved on from the academy here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm re, I'll bring it back around. Um, I like that there is a way to do that because I cannot get out to the theaters as often as I would like to, and. Again, it's a small thing to not have seen the same movies as other people for most of the year, but it does kind of suck to feel left out of the the conversation, the national conversation, the art conversation, uh, for the majority of a year just because I haven't seen a film uh, because it's in theaters and I can't afford it. Um, you know, it does sort of create... It's weird. It's a weird class system thing, almost. It's not not a real class system, but it's like I'm I have enough. I, I'm I, I'm old enough and able enough to go see movies if I want to, but I don't have enough disposable income. It's like I'm doing well enough economically to see movies, but I'm not. But I've got too much overhead and too many responsibilities to spend that much money on movies. So it's really like. It's, 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 I'm in a weird, like, uh, middle, middle, middle area of moviegoer. So I like that, I like the idea, and a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know do not 
like that theaters are closing up and that theaters are going, you know, the, the, this is happening anyway. Theaters are going to go away. Traditional theaters are going to go away. The megaplexes that you know of, the big ones, the candy and all that, like that's going to go away, I think. Um, I think what will remain are independent and specialty theaters because they offer more than just here's a movie and here's a bunch of candy and popcorn and sugary drinks for a shitload of money. Um, and I think that that decline was happening anyways. And the pandemic just sort of was this thing of like, oh, so the profit margins for theaters are really slim and this might take us 10 years for them to finally like go away. And now it's like, oh, never mind. It's going to happen in like one year. And I think that that's just speeding up something that was already going to happen. And I feel the same way about video on demand. That was already going to happen. And now instead of over the next 10 years, it's happening in one year. And they're saying, all right, we got to figure out a way to make this happen. And once they figure out a system for it, I mean, you saw with the Universal, um, they want that to be a thing and going forward. Um, so I don't know. Um, it's interesting, I guess is all I'm going to say. Um, so for the Academy to consider those kinds of movies, I think that that's good to consider them for Oscars. It, I mean, I, I think that I think that a film having to open in a theater is a kind of. It, I think we're going to look back on that and go. You remember there was a time where we used to require that they be theatrically theatrically released for them to be considered for an Oscar. We're going to look back on that and think that was so small-minded and stupid, especially in a time where there were so many other platforms and so many other ways to see movies. And it's it's expensive to get a movie put into theaters. And so we, we, we will see it in retrospect as an exclusive thing rather than um, and the inclusive um, choice. So I think it's interesting. But they said for one year only, just just for this year, just because of this pandemic, just because of this crisis... I would like to see that stay. I would. Personally, I think that they think that movies that aren't released in theaters are kind of like a threat to their stupid little, you know, circle jerk ceremony that the Oscars can be sometimes. And I think that I've said for a while that the Oscars needs to be revamped and needs to be opened up and it needs to be a little bit less like, oh, ho, 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 the Cecil B. DeMille Award, ho, 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 and just more like, all right. What was the best? What was the best? What did the, you know, just something. I don't know. I don't know what the Oscars should be. Honestly, it, should, it ought to be a festival. It ought to not be one three-hour telecast because they keep talking about, oh, how do we make the broadcast? People aren't watching. Like, what? Uh, honestly, it's not going to be a big television event that makes a lot of money. I think the Oscars ought to evolve into a week-long festival. It ought to be a whole week. It ought to be a whole week in Los Angeles. I know the locals that hate that. But it ought to be a whole week in Los Angeles or somewhere. I don't know. Do it in Toronto. I'll give a shit. Somewhere. Do, do it. Do it in. Uh, do it on uh, on um, uh, Catalina Island. I don't know. That's actually a good idea. Do it on Catalina. Fly everyone into Catalina. It's a whole week, and you have a you have ten times more categories. A lot more nuance. You know. Best dramatic lead, best comedic lead, best, you know, best 
best uh, best action filmmaking, best stunt coordinator. Open up all those categories we talk about every year that should be added, that never get added, and everyone's just like, well, it's already a long telecast anyways, and let's shorten it, let's take all these awards off of the main telecast and put them in the, let's rotate them in and out of the, the awards, the, you know, the, the, the pre-taped awards, the governor's ball, all that shit that everyone hates. No one wants the ceremony longer, but everybody wants more categories. So what do we do? Well, make it more days. It can't be a long telecast. It can't be on ABC anymore. Just give us the, I mean, hell, one hour a night. Just give us the, have a whole week of festivals. And you just have a whole day of festivals, panels, discussions, whatever. Ah, oh, it's a pain in the ass, I guess, to make people do that. That's like, it's like, that's like a, that's like a work week of just sit, sitting in a room and eating and listening to speeches. That would suck, I guess, for the people there. But as a viewer, I'd be going, hey, then you just bundle all that, condense into a one hour package and air that on ABC for a week you know, a seven night event, the Oscars. And then on the final night you do best picture. And that way you get all, you get in all the speeches and all the whatever. You just give us the highlights. That should be the Oscars. That's, that's what it should be. That's what I think. Um, cool. So there's that story. This is a long one. (laughs) Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was universal. This is on IndieWire. Universal reveals $5 million safety plan to resume Jurassic world filming. Uh, this is by Zach Scharf. Hello, Zach. Um, so I said some movies are going to be, are already going to be, or sorry, not already going to be, are resuming filming very soon. Um, July 6th is when Jurassic World Dominion is supposed to resume its filming in London's Pinewood Studios. Um, and that will make it the first major Hollywood tentpole back in production in the UK following the industry-wide shutdown over the coronavirus. According to Deadline, Universal Pictures is spending around $5 million to beef up safety protocols in and around Pinewood Studios. The Jurassic World production is expected to administer thousands of COVID-19 tests to the cast and crew during the remainder of the production. Um, Yeah. Um, All Jurassic World cast and crew will be tested before returning to set and then again multiple times during filming. I don't know if that's necessary during, you know, multiple times during, I mean multiple time yes i mean i'm just saying <laughs> sorry they mean overall not per day i thought they were gonna give them like six tests a day that's expensive <laughs> um and unnecessary but that's not what they're talking about they're talking about when they return to the set to film and then and then periodically during filming actors uh such as leading stars chris pratt and bryce dallas howard will have to be quarantined in london for two weeks after they return to the country from the united states casting crew members flying from the u.s to london will be tested prior to their travels a universal executive, a production executive told Deadline, quote, anyone with symptoms will be isolated immediately before being sent home. We want to make sure that we are going above and beyond the national protocols to create a safe environment. Cost isn't our main concern now. It's safety. Oh, that's nice. We will take direction from our medical team, but we're confident that with the staggered scheduling and zones of talent and crew, along with a system of contact tracing, we can move forward with limited delay in production. 
Jeez, a private medical facility called Your Doctor is being assembled at Pinewood Studios, quote, to manage the entire production's medical needs. The new safety protocols include COVID training for all cast and crew, on-site doctors, nurses, and isolation booths, 150 hand sanitizer stations, nightly antiviral fogs, more than 1,800 safety signs put up around Pinewood, and green zones for shooting and cast and crew. The green zone will also act as a gateway to the production as the area will be policed to stop any untested crew from coming in as a further measure to prevent any spread of COVID-19. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, what's interesting, that was funny, um, what they say, uh, cost isn't our main concern now, it's safety. All right, let's break this down for a second. Um, this is Universal Studios, a gigantic whatever. And I'm not like a, you know, 99% or, you know, Occupy Wall Street kind of person. Um, you could tell because that reference probably dates my perspective. But I'm not all about, um, hey, they've got the money, so they should just do it. But right now, I kind of am. <laughs> um I think that $5 million is very inexpensive when it comes to a bloated production. I think that is the least they can do for the cast and crew is to keep them safe from the virus. Especially if you're going to resume filming, you need to take it upon yourself to create the safe environment. And Universal is doing that. Now, before you go, oh, good for them. That's good for them. Yeah, it is good for them. You know why it's good? You know why I say for them? What are corporations not again? people. That's right. They are doing this for them because if they don't do this and someone gets sick, they will be sued and they will lose. Uh, You get Chris Pratt, the coronavirus, and you got some papers coming your way. So, um, they are doing this for the cast and crew, but they're doing this because they will be, they, because they are legally responsible for the health and safety of their crew during filming. And this is the way that they put those measures in place. That way, if someone gets sick, you, they can say, listen, here's all the shit we did. It did not happen with us. And, um, they won't allow it to happen to any other cast and crew on the set because they're going to, they'll, they will catch that sick person at the gates. Um, so that being said, if I were working on this film, I would feel very safe. I would feel very safe knowing that all those things are going to be put in place. Like not only, not only, um, like not only are, are we going to be able to get back to work, but I feel confident that I will not get the virus from any of my coworkers. Um, cause film sets are crowded and they're crammed sometimes and there's people around and, I mean, I'm, but as, as we saw in, in many, many uh, film sets in the last few years, they're not always safe. And safety isn't like the main concern sometimes. Um, uh, but I was telling my wife, I think that we are trending towards more safety on sets. I think in general, the society is trending more towards, hey, let's just make sure everyone's okay. Um one of the, you know, I think we've been trending that way for, a, you know, about a decade or so. I think that 
the fact that mental health and, and wellness and well-being and everyone being everyone being kind of healthy and good um, is a priority right now, and that's been at the forefront. Everyone talks about it, and companies want to make sure people are you know don't feel triggered, and everyone be, you know. And so, in a way, it's like a weird overcorrection. It's like, oh, we've been like America, fuck yeah, for so long um, that we sort of buried our our vulnerability, and we buried our needs, and we buried you know our our identities, or whatever. And, and and so we've got this whole thing right now of like, um, let's make sure everyone just feels um, like this is a safe place to do business or a safe place to talk, whatever. So one side of that is, oh, for fuck's sake, give me a break. The other side of that is, well, look, it's better than the alternative of, you know, kicking everybody in the stomach and saying, hey, just get up. Um, so whatever, it's not the worst overcorrection in human history uh, to want to make sure everyone feels okay. So um, we've already been trending that way as a, as a society for, you know, a decade or more. Um, and again, over 10 years, the virus said, all right, let's, let's accelerate this and we'll make this happen in one year. Um, I, think that, I think that you're going to see more and more companies willing to let go of a little more money to make sure their employees are taken care of in various ways, health-wise and mentally health-wise. Again, not out of the goodness of their hearts, because it is fashionable to do so other companies are doing it you know we gotta we gotta look like we care too and again maybe some of them do but the 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 company has responsibility to its shareholders and the only reason the only time they're ever going to let go of some money up front is if it helps overall if it helps the image and it helps the shareholders it helps the bottom line so while again I don't really care what the motivations are. I just want everyone to be aware of the motivations of big companies. Um, whether one executive cares, I think as a whole, the company, the entity, is indifferent to the suffering of its employees. It can't be anything but indifferent. It's not a person. <laughs> but to personify the company, it's good that they are doing things like this. We're going to spend $5 million to make sure our cast and crew don't get a, a deadly virus. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that it's a small part of a bloated budget. It's a lot of money. It's $5 million they could have pocketed or given to one of the executives or paid one of the stars. That money goes a long way for a lot more people this way. So that's a good thing. I hope other film sets are going to do the same thing, especially, and again, independent films, they don't have this luxury. And that's just another, you know, thing that sucks about not having a lot of financing is you can't afford these measures. And I feel for those films, middle budget films don't really exist right now, so I won't even address those, but big budget films should be able to do this. They should be able to do this without exception. And I'm glad it's being done. Um, yeah, I'm glad it's being done. So uh, I hope the other... Oh, Jesus Christ, that scared me. That's a black cat. Just walked up next to my car. <laughs> Woo! Get out of here, man. Go away. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, boy. That's bad, though, right? Isn't that bad luck? I just gave an impassioned speech about... Oh, boy. That's bad luck. Something's going to happen today. June 16th, everybody. Remember, if anything happens to me today, a black cat walked across my path. Uh, Boy. Uh, I guess we'll end it there. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, I, if you're listening to this, the movie hour will be up tomorrow morning, hopefully, if I get all my technical stuff in gear uh, when it's supposed to be. So uh, I figured it's Tuesday. Show's normally released today. We, you know, we didn't record last night. We had some scheduling stuff. We had some other stuff to do. So there you go. Um, but that's film news. That's my little rant today. Um, just making you aware of stuff and giving you my perspective as always. Toodles. Have a good one.